We are talking about podcasts. We are talking about itty bitty podcasts. A podcast. Merry mini Monday, Chunkies. <laughs> I'm Carter. I'm Doge. I'm the only loud boy here. And I am your ASMR podcast host, Jordan Wonders. <laughs> it's hard so Jordan- to do ASMR with the letter R. <laughs> There's not a yes. lot of, of mouth sound on the letter you think, R. You'd think that'd be one of the top four letters you'd of think that so. genre. <laughs> <laughs> I, promise, I promise a couple things. I promise Jordan probably won't sound like that the whole episode. No, I don't think so. Hey, I okay, super great. hope not. Great, 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 great. Um, and I also promise that we're still talking about WandaVision. We're still on that tiny television screen as we are. And we're getting great feedback uh, from from choosing to go through a television show, a new television show. And so we thank you for that good, good feedback. A lot of that happening in our Discord. Don't forget that new Discord channel, that new Patreon level. But uh, it's funny, you know, Jordan is being controlled in a way. It's true. Much like uh, we had assumed... Most of Westview, uh, I mean all of Westview, uh, is being controlled. We jump straight in to our next episode of WandaVision. We're in the 80s, and I got to say, our theme song slaps. It yeah, really, does really slap. does. This WandaVision theme song, I'm ready to, I would listen to it again. I, like It's I, like, what I, playlist do I, I have that this is appropriate to, to I'm add sure, to? I'm sure they're going to put out a soundtrack <laughs> album that's got all the theme songs on it. I can't wait for the theme song when it's going to be like, Hey, when I hear the blues are calling, toss salad, salad and scrambled, and scrambled eggs. eggs. Scrambled heads. Scrambled oh brains. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a blast. Or it's just Wanda like standing in front of a brick wall and she's like, what's the deal? And it's like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> um, we got family ties. And I think we, 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 we know ties. that to be official now. We both, we all, we all had a mind control moment of thinking, wait, is this full house? Is it the staircase? Is that what makes us think? I think it's the staircase. Yeah. It's 100% the stairs. Well, and Doge pointed out, I think it's the staircase and an Olsen with a the laugh presence track. presence of an Olsen. That yeah. sort yeah. of vibe. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is They're kind of They're all meta. just full housey. Yeah. Um, we have very early on in this episode, um, I, I, it feels like one of the main themes of this one was Visions kind of picking up on things, which we yep, saw at, right. at the end of our 70s episode. I remember it feeling really strange when he's like, sitting back on the couch again to watch TV like all the other episodes have ended and Vision just kind of has a look on his face. Paul Bettany's been doing a really good, subtle job. Oh of, my gosh, yeah. he's been great. Of he figuring looked, things in that out. one, he looked directly at camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really starting to figure things out. And so um, we begin to figure things out and then we recognize we don't really know anything still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a little strange. This was my favorite episode so far though. I think, I think this, this episode absolutely nailed the uh, the like pacing of cutting back and forth between the real world and the sitcom world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really glad that after after last week's episode, they didn't try to do a full on full sitcom episode again. I was pretty right. worried about that actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like we can't ever go back to not getting updates on what's actually happening. Right. You know? Totally. Or if we do, it has to be in some way where sort of the meta narrative is that nobody's getting updates for some reason that episode. You know, like yeah, there has to be. We if now have to have a reason, or something. right? Yeah, yeah. I was yep. definitely encouraged to see us kind of breaking out of what Wanda has created very early when Catherine Hahn comes in, Agnes comes in, and it's like you just want to start back from the top. 
Okay, and it was- something is happening with Catherine Hahn. We know this already. We've we've yeah. mentioned that that Agnes yep, yep, is yep. something's happening, but something is clearly happening. She is the only one besides Vision who has on her seemingly on her own accord addressed that things are not normal. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. If we've, I think in our '90s episode, we're gonna get based on just a shot from the trailer that looks to be the '90s. I think next week we're probably gonna get some at least solid answers or some solid food to chomp on regarding Agatha. Fair, uh, Agnes. Agatha. Oh, oh, because that's because yeah. we haven't heard the name Agatha on this show, right? I meant to a, say Agnes. That was a Freudian slip, but yeah, there is an assumption though that she is Agatha Harkness. Yeah, Agatha Harkness, which Agnes is a what do you call that nickname? I, no, no, no. It's a like when you like a nom de plume. <laughs> sure. Yes. And uh, remind, the, remind the listeners who uh, Agatha Harkness is. She's a millennia old witch. Aren't we in all? In comics. You know. We all know a few of those, don't we? You know. <laughs> so I'm seeing big, big 2021 is big millennia old witch energy. <laughs> I, be I'm a millennia seeing... old witch this year. You can be it if you want to. If you try. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. People are really convinced that Ralph is Mephisto. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's the thing. Like there's, to me, I think WandaVision is a great case study and there are two types of theorizing. There's theorizing where it's like, well, there's a big empty hole here so I can fill it with whatever I want and it'll probably fit because it's a big empty hole. And that's how I feel like the Ralph is Mephisto theory is. Yeah. And that's how I feel like the Dottie is Clea theory is. And there's other theories that's like, this is hinted at and I have some puzzle pieces and I can fill in some gaps. And that's a little bit what I feel like the the Agnes, Agatha Harkness theory is. Right. I don't think either is wrong. You know, and there it's all possible and plausible. Um, but I think it's, it's really interesting to notice the different yeah. kinds of theorizing that are going on. Yeah. I guess we've only seen Dottie for two episodes. Yeah. Two? Yeah. Was it two or one? She's also at the magic show. Isn't that the same episode though? Yeah, she's at the magic show, but we see that their power go out whenever she asks her husband, who's who's definitely uh, not David Schwimmer, if the earrings make her look fat. <laughs> yeah, that's gotcha. right. You're getting gotcha. way more David Schwimmer vibes from him than I am. I think it's just his long face. It looks he like he, a long he looks face. like he got microwaved and got a little melty. Yeah, he's he's deflated Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Wow. Oof, sorry, that's not good. Hey, we're dancing around it. Like, there's, this is the episode, right? Because they they've been uh, both Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany have been in the news this week saying there's a Luke Skywalker level cameo. We get to work with an actor we've wanted to work with for a long time. It's this one, right? It's this episode. It has to be this episode. So here's the thing: Are you guys comfortable if we issue a big, big, big boy spoiler warning? If some, if for some reason you like to listen to this episode to get in the WandaVision headset and and then watch the episode. That would be a wild thing to do. I would recommend don't do that this yeah, week. Yeah, don't do that this week. Big spoiler. Can we just can we just say big spoiler? If you're not caught up, please stop listening to our episode and go watch WandaVision. Okay, we warned them. They've been Gu- warned. Guys, that's the the Quicksilver cameo at the end played by Evan Peters, who is Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe, is the yeah. wildest thing I've ever seen on my TV. And <laughs> not even two months ago, I saw... Tiny baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. It, it's it's like from a Mando spoilers, I guess. Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> also big spoilers for the Mandalorian. 
I just, <laughs> you could have asked me to make a list of, if you had said, make a list of the role and actor playing that role that you expect to be at that door. Evan Peters Quicksilver from the uh, the failed Fox X-Men franchise <laughs> is probably, not maybe not last place, but one of them. Never would have expected that. I was fully, no. fully, fully expecting ATJ's Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah me from too. Age of Ultron. 100%. So what, my, my question is, it's Disney. So the answer is they couldn't get, or the answer isn't they couldn't get Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, I think yeah. it's, it's Disney it's and they just bought Fox and they've got all these cool superheroes that they're dumping in their toy box now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it legitimately, sorry. It feels like that door opening is like the figurative door. Yep. <laughs> that, hey, actually, we probably could have Michael Fassbender play Magneto if we wanted to. Yeah. You know, it's so, like, it's like, it feels like if is. they're fine to bring, I don't know. It is interesting though, because the only X-Man or like X-Men like person that we did have already in the MCU that has that crossover, I guess, is Quicksilver. Am I missing somebody? No, you're right. Okay. It's Quicksilver so, and, and, and Scarlet Witch. He could also be a one-off of using the Fox actors, um, but I'm not sure. That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering because I think there's probably going to be. I mean, we we. It's six thirty on a Friday morning, so this episode is brand new. It's a brand new baby. It hasn't even come home from the hospital yet. So, I think but if we know one thing about brand new babies, they become that, ten years old. Very <laughs> it'll quickly. be ten by they the do. next episode. It will. Um, <laughs> but I think there's probably going to be a lot of runaway speculation about what this sure. means. Sure, you know, and people are going to be like, I know, I know, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's going to be in Wandavision episode six. He probably won't be. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I did laugh out loud because Evan Peters' interpretation of Pietro Maximoff is, Hey, it's me, your brother. Well, well it's also, an, he's playing an 80s, 80s role, too. Right. Yeah. No, totally, totally. I, I wasn't laughing like Disney or such idiots. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, it is funny. Yeah. That is, that is the quintessential, like, Who's the popsicle? Ding dong, it's your brother. <laughs> Let me yes. in the house. You know, like yeah, that kind yeah. of thing is like the most 80s cameo ever. He was totally my favorite part of, of the newer X-Men movies, though. I think Quicksilver was done pretty well in those movies. So I'm excited yeah, to see James McAvoy you. and Michael Fassbender would, would tug upon my heartstrings. No, see, they the had nothing way, to but... work with. They had absolutely no material. Yeah, but they're just them. But they're yeah, great I agree. People, but He's, yeah, I loved Evan. I loved well, Evan Peters. And I think over. I think Evan Peters is just good in general. Like I, I have pretty much never, ever since he was uh, Michael's ne'er do well nephew in The Office, I yep. have never been disappointed with a performance of his. Watched that episode literally yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Not and trying to brag, but I did buy Peacock. So. Oh, you know, wow. That's how it goes. Okay, he's got that peacock money. Wow. That's how it goes. I got peacock money. I don't like to flaunt it. I don't like we to had- be a proud peacock about it. <laughs> proud, flaunt those feathers, baby. That's what you do. <laughs> um, it's probably something we'll mention once this season is over. But it was already a little bit mentioned at the beginning of our episode when Doge was talking about our going between uh, the the Maximoff anomaly and our sword facility. Uh I, th- I think they are doing this pacing really well. Yeah. Really, really well. Like, even when we think back and look at, at, at the season as a whole so far, you know, our first, essentially first two seasons are almost completely just the sitcom with just moments of breaking character. First but two then it does, it does feel like our pace is going to be very much continued in this way. So we're yeah. getting to learn a lot about Rambo. Is, is it Monica? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monica Rambo. So hold up. 
and 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 this is where I need my my friends who know the MCU or just Marvel better. So I know who she is. I know she's uh, essentially Captain Marvel's best friend's daughter. Mm-hmm. Essentially niece. Like yeah. they, they, they function basically, as sisters. Yep. Basically family. Uh, and there seems to be some kind of beef now. Yeah. She didn't want to talk about Captain Marvel, right? So this is the first time that we hear a direct reference to the main superhero that is associated yeah. with Monica Rambeau. And she's right. like, I don't want to talk about her. Right. Also, um, when we have Darcy, is that her name? Mm-hmm. That's our scientist mm-hmm. mentioning that Monica Rambo. She's a big fan of Monica Rambo's. I'm like, so she's seen her on TV. I had seen things about how Rambo is essentially Miss Marvel. Does she have the same powers? Does she have powers? She does. She does have powers. Uh, at some point, she does become an Avenger. Uh, okay. I don't think we're going to get that story at this point in her character's introduction. I think that probably the explanation is that Darcy is super invested in the WandaVision sitcom. Yeah, I think that's And that's why she's joke. excited. And I think that… Big fan. That I think sense. that Monica is probably probably not real psyched about Carol right now because in like 92 or 3, whenever Captain Marvel set, Carol kindly pieces out to the edge of the galaxy and doesn't even come back when her mom is dying of cancer. Or right. when she is… Uh, what do we call it? The the plib? The pilb? The pilb. Yeah. The pilb. Yeah. <laughs> when she's pilbed I, back… I had a moment when she pilled back and it could have been, you know, when she's running the halls of that hospital. Um, That's my favorite John Mayer song. Just by the way. I wasn't going to go there. there. We were all thinking it. I run through the halls of this hospital. Because I knew this would happen. (laughs) I want to How many verses in until we interrupt him? Oh, they're both gone. Y'all are under under the John Mayer mind control. Just the hex. You gotta rise above. It's the Mayer anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when she's running down the hall and the guy pilbs in front of her and falls really hard to the ground, Mm -hmm. could it be that he just came out of nowhere and we didn't know any better? Or, I mean, does she have powers right now? No. I don't think so. Certainly not. Okay. I I thought they were trying to give us like a nudge of like, bro, she's pretty strong, huh? Like, could she just knock this dude down so hard? Okay. Yeah. I don't don't think so. Um, I just don't, for me, I just haven't seen enough evidence of that. And I know that… I don't think it's she's not Miss Marvel. That that's not right. I don't remember her name. I'm we pretty have the sure power to find it. I'm pretty sure Miss Marvel's like at least recently being written as like a young Pakistani girl. Oh, oh cool. yeah, no, she's she's not Kamala Khan. Yeah, she's a, a hero called Spectrum. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I get so lost in uh even just article headings about what ifs. Yeah. That I think I got those mixed up. So that's, that's my the thing that's that's ultimately so I think just so it's hard to say whether it's annoying or interesting about the MCU, but there is since there is so much comic book stuff, every every clickbait article is like the secret identity of the sword director that you'd never expect. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like, been the this case guy, for like a long time. This guy time, could though. be Uncle Ben because there's nothing on the screen that says he's not. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, sure, maybe. Hey, can we talk about the sword director for a second? Can we talk about Hayward? He's still the worst part of this show. Yeah, he's not doing a great job to me. I, but I, I, I don't know. And I, okay, I'll first agree that he's not, but I can't help but think there's a little bit of intention to this guy just being pretty bland. That's fair. I think I, I understand. Like as the sword director, he feels like he needs to be a big deal. But it, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. I'm giving the MCU casting director too much credit, but I'm just like. <laughs> If if you have so he's basically the role of not not the literal paycheck role in that universe of but he's basically our Nick Fury right because he's over yeah he's the director of sword yeah right so he's yeah. in and if you're going to 
just for a while, have a little placeholder of, for Samuel L. Jackson that is this guy. Yeah. I can't think that that's, maybe he's supposed to not be a big deal. <laughs> because too I much think, other stuff to focus on. I mean, timeline-wise, I think Sam Jackson's Nick Fury is in space at this point. Yeah, for sure. Right. Because I this, I, I think this is happening before Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, really? Yeah, because Peter asks, uh, where's Doctor Strange? Basically, when he's trying to, to confront Mysterio and, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? How I Met Your Mother. What does she Kobe Smulders, agent. Mariah Hill. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Hill says Doctor Strange is unavailable. I think that's because he's participating in the events of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which I think this is going to tie directly into. Right. Uh, and then we're going to come, I think Peter's going to come home from his Europe vacation and immediately get swept up into the, the Doctor Strange events. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor kid. I know, he can't catch a break. Well, I don't know this, though, maybe. This is the, our first true multiverse moment. This, I mean, we just witnessed it. Is it? Is it though? Because I think it's it's really early to tell what this is. I think that it this could be like, could be like Carter said, like the barrier between the Fox world and the Disney world is just gone now because Wanda wants it to be gone. Or this could be, uh, this to me lends a lot of credibility to all those Spider-Man rumors of like, hey, there's everybody who's ever Spider-Man before is going to be in this next one. And that to me seems at least now like it has some sort of precedent but why would you say this isn't the first multiverse moment? Both of the things you just said point to this being the first multiverse moment. I guess what I'm saying is maybe it's not, like, we don't know if it's permanent. We don't know how permanent any of this is going to be. I don't be think because, any of it has to be permanent. I'm just saying, right. I think this is clearly our first taste of the two worlds colliding for real. Yeah. I think it could be, though, because we could also get Quicksilver next week, and this Quicksilver does not have any idea who Professor X or Magneto are. All he right. knows is that he was captured by, by and experimented on by Hydra. You know, yeah, it, it, I just don't know that that the. I mean, maybe I'm I'm off here. I don't feel like the multiverse has to be aware of where it came from to like. But then, is this a functionally different? Is this just like if he's not aware where he came from? Can we reasonably assume that he came from there, or can we assume that this is a recast, an, a wink and a nod at people who liked the X Men movies in a lesser, the same way that J.K. Simmons. Jonah Jameson is. In a lesser universe, not run by Feige. Yeah. I would say the second thing is a possibility. So does this recontextualize J.K. Simmons in Spider-Man Far From Home? I don't know. To us? I don't know. Well, I mean, because we know, like, one of the top build cast right now for the Spider-Man sequel is Alfred Alfred Molina's Otto Octavius. Yeah. So it's it's like, I'm that still, was a I'm, very I'm, clear I'm, early I'm not Fox sure how boy. much of that stuff has been confirmed, though. It's on IMDb's page. That would have been a Sony, a Sony film, by the way. Oh, you're right. It ain't Fox. Yeah. Many universes. Many. So it yeah, is so I, fun, I know. though. You know, we talk about the influence of the MCU. There's several articles out there as to uh, the chokehold that Disney has on blockbuster movies. Yeah. Um, really, the only thing that goes in there and maybe shakes things up are things like Fast and Furious and James Bond. But everything else seems to be the MCU. Uh, and so... It is crazy the saturated influence of the MCU on our culture. Isn't that? Do you ever yeah, think yeah. about that? No, it's bananas. about like how much it is just like the fact that we're talking about that. It's, uh, it's almost a player, almost like a cast member, is real world business moves in production <laughs> right. companies. Yeah, you know, it's like what on earth? But it's because you know most of it is is the kind of things that make us giddy, and I think that's why it makes the news. Right, you know. Is is like it's been done so well for so long. I can't like I can't believe that I'm watching now a f a full length 
like season, highly produced season. And I'm still there. I'm right back where I was of just yeah. being completely impressed, loving the, loving the process. And I, I just don't even know if they ever slow down. It's just, yeah. We might need to have a like completely different behind the curtain episode on like just the MCU and that entire process. <laughs> um, a few things that stand out. Uh, I'm loving that the, we're still kind of using special effects that we would have from that decade. Yeah. Right. Um, our growing boys was pretty fun. Yes. To to go from from the little, uh, I don't even know what age they would have been before they were 10, but they turned 10. Yeah. Um, I think that was a blast. I think the spark, even down to the sparks we had out of the outlet to name him Sparky. Yeah. I think we're a ton of fun. Very period appropriate. I loved the, um, I loved Wanda telling the boys that they can't use aging themselves up to run away from a problem. Yo. For two reasons. One, because that's a very interesting concept that these boys are literally trying to grow up too fast. But also because she is using all of the powers at her disposal to run away from a problem. So that's uh, my super pump. We can't bring people back. My super pump for this episode. Wait, do we need to go to commercial? Yep. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now that we're rich from that ad, my super pump is the confrontation between Wanda and the sword people right outside the edge of the Maximoff. Okay, anomaly. well, that makes this easy because my super pump is that also. <laughs> uh, to me, that's the best scene of this whole show so far. Yup. Even including the bad uh, accent. I love that it came back. I, I thought do that too. was actually kind of cool. It's just bad. It's slight. It's, it sounds bad because it's not a very thick accent. I was waiting for I her think. to talk about paprikash. Yeah. She no. was in an interview recently talking about that because it's like, what gives? You know, she said, well, first of all, we're in American sitcoms. And so that's not there. But she she was saying like, it, it will be back. Yeah. And she imagined that being, you know, immersed in a culture that wasn't talking like that anymore, she's kind of growing out of it, but it's still a little bit there. So sure. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. No, I love I that. I thought I that was on it. very great. I thought the the moment whenever she... Mind controls all the gun boys to point That's their guns. That's my favorite part. Oh the, my The goodness. green lasers, I was like, this is cheesy. And then that happened, I was like, I see why they did it now. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's very yeah. cool. She's so cool. strong. She's scary. She's so scary. Yeah, no, and I love that. And I love that we're starting to get like the, uh, I don't know, another cool thing. I thought the the nod to like her hex magic Right. In the comics was very cool. Uh, and the fact that Darcy is probably going to name her Scarlet Witch because of the events of WandaVision. Because she's not been yeah. called Scarlet Witch in the MCU. They're making a that very clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so in, in the comics, she uh, it's not like telekinesis and, and telekinetics. Um, those are the same thing. Telekinesis and 
telepathy. There you go. Ah. Uh, <laughs> those are part of it, sure, but she's uh, her her power is hex magic. She's a, a magic user like Doctor Strange is, and so uh, having Darcy begin to refer to her powers and the the bubble around Westview as the hex, I think, is a really cool nod to that. Which yeah. also, also why hexagons makes sense now. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's that. And that's the thing. See, that's the runaway speculation that I, on one hand, really enjoy and on one hand, get very exhausted by. Because sure. everybody was like, why is it always hexagons? It's something with a beekeeper. Bees make hexagons. So maybe there's a bee-themed villain behind all. And it's like, probably not, though. Yeah. Mm. Probably mm. not. Uh, in, in terms of other nods, I like Rambo's nod to, well, she could have killed Thanos. You know, it's like she actually is incredibly strong, which yeah. is the conversation that you have. Like, I feel like people outside of you know, fans have conversations like that all the time. Yeah. It's like, she is probably the most powerful Avenger. Yeah. Slash most powerful being in the world. Um, but I love how we have, I mean, we're going to get kind of a, you know, at the end, the hex is turning this scarlet red, right? So we're getting a, it's going to get tougher for people to interfere, I guess. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? I think so. Because she essentially had a comment about like, don't come back in here. You're not going to come back in here. And then just changes the whole thing. Oh, so. I thought she turned the rating of the show to PG-13 at that Ooh. moment. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> They're going to get one F-bomb per episode. <laughs> Spend it wisely. That's when Wolverine's going to come back. Yeah. That's when he'll be back. And he's going to be like, hey, uh, fr- fr- frig off, dude. He's <laughs> frig off, dude. <laughs> Look at my freaking sharp hands. And then that's it. That's his only lines. <laughs> sharp hands. They are. Is there anything that we're missing? Your super oh, my pump. super pump. My super pump is when we have the confrontation between Vision and Wanda. Mm. Yeah. Uh, culminating in them both up in the air in uh, their their living room. I have to say, though, Taika Waititi and uh, what we do in the shadows yeah, better. has kind of ruined <laughs> that for me a little bit. You thought they would start hissing? I did. I did chuckle to myself a little bit. Um, but I think… I think this is going to be some of the more poignant storyline that we'll have. It's it's pretty heartbreaking what's mm-hmm. happening really between, is. between the two of them. It is a very, very sad. You know, we even get the security footage of her just breaking into sword and knowing where his dead body is to like take his dead body. So it is into- I mean, it's reanimated corpse confirmed at this point. Yes. Like, yeah. And confirmed that this vision does not know a life outside Westview. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, so by reanimated corpse, you think like Vision could walk out of the hex and be Vision still? No, no, no. I think I think she is puppeteering his corpse. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think she's well, moving because we, body well, with hex. He's no, got, we he's do have a moment kind where of, some kind of agency though. He does so have do a little children. bit of agency. Yeah, but we do have that moment for a flash where she does see like pre like just right after Thanos pulled the stone out of his head. Yeah. That gray scale. Well, that might be what he actually looks like right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. That's really sad. Yeah. And yep. really, really sad. Creepy. This and feels creepy. like the second episode in a row that WandaVision has answered almost every question that it's asked. And asked like, I, about twice as many. Right. See, I think last week we answered a bunch of questions that we'd had since the beginning of the series. Namely, like, what's happening? Who's sure. aware of it? And answered all that, but asked a bunch more questions. And this week they were like, oh yeah, no, this is exactly what Wanda did. Vision is dead. She's piloting his dead body like it's a mech robot. And also now there's an X-Man here. So figure that out. Chew on that for a week. Yeah. Yeah. See you next Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Have y'all heard the rumor about the extra episode? 
No. No. You should look that up. There's a rumor, and I think it had something to do with like casting or billing or something, to think that they're going to do a very meta like television type thing and actually have an extra episode at some point drop at just some random time for for the show. That's fine with me. So be on the lookout. I have no idea how to expect it. Does that mean we have to make an extra episode? Does that mean we have to be like, watch it and then immediately record? I have no idea. Don't leave your homes. I don't even like doing this. I don't want to do more of it with (laughs) y'all. I also, I would like to point out that the title of this episode on a very special episode is so great because that is yeah. the naming convention of all of those episodes of sitcoms in the 80s and 90s that dealt with heavy topics such as the death of a dog. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's just so, like, this show is consistently proving that it is so in touch with the trends of the time that it is satirizing, satir- yeah. satirizing, satiricalizing, becoming satire of. Yes. It's interesting to me that this was not originally their plan for the first streaming show. Because like in a in a world without COVID, which I think we can all agree would be a much better world to live in than the one that we're stuck in right sure. now. Sure. <laughs> Wanda could just go ahead and make that world. We would like it very much. Yeah, that'd be great. In a world without COVID, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out last fall on right. Disney+. Plus, and this was supposed to be the second Disney Plus show. And we were supposed to have been back in the MCU for such a long time. But like the fact that this is such a love letter to TV feels like it had to be the first yeah, Marvel TV show. That's a show, good point. You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. I think that's a great point. It's Very just interesting. interesting that that was not originally their plan, but it seems to work out so well. And speaking of working out so well, it is time to say goodbye. And um, the only person legally authorized to do that for us is Carter. Me. So uh, did we touch on, were there any big points that we're missing out on? This does feel like one of the things where someone could listen and be like, can't believe they didn't talk about blank. Dude, but probably. there's a lot going on. There's yeah, a lot. No, I'm sure here. we're going to hear about it. Okay. Paul Bettany's acting we'll his heart out. <clears throat> yeah, Paul Bettany's really that. great. Also, that sounded bad when I said I'm sure we're going to hear about it. We love every person that listens to this show, and we love hearing from you. I was yeah. I was more frustrated that I have seemingly reached the edge of my mental capacity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's yeah, I mean, true. I guess like every drone shooting, ends, shooting. He hates you. He hates you guys. <laughs> yeah. Kevlar pants. Kevlar fish pants. That's interesting. We got to make sure that we at least of, say that. That sounds like a The changing of name. matter. I don't know, man. There's some yeah. wild implications being thrown our way from this TV show. Being Big implied. Time. Big some time. Wild implications to end this episode. To end this episode, we get another knock on the door after we have our who's the popsicle comment, right? We get another knock on the door, which by the way, Quicksilver has seen Vision as Vision. And we don't know yet if Quicksilver is outside of her control. Right. I would think so because she said she didn't do that. Um Mephisto. So who else would you like to see come through that door right now? It's like our mind's already blown, and then and then what? We have somebody else. I'm Carter and Bette Midler, her witch mm. from Hocus Pocus. Yes, mm. perfect. Because that's in the Disney realm. So. Complete with the teeth? Absolutely. Good. I'm Doge. It's WandaVision episode six next week. We hear another knock on the door. Open the door. Who's that? It's me. I walk in the show. <laughs> and they say, is that Doge from Two Chunks and a Hunk? And I say, yes, it is very much. Would you like to support us on Patreon? Credits. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Jordan and Fred Savage. Yeah. Just Fred Savage. But like now Fred Savage. Now Fred Savage. But he comes in and he's like, read me a story, Grandma. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he comes in and he's like, what's up? It's the Wonder Years right now. Hello. I'm a young hey, it's whatever me, the Wonder Years. Kevin. I'm sure you're wondering why I'm year. 
we can't talk anymore. Glad that episode's over and those losers are not going to hear our voices anymore. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.